our first workshop of 2023. We begin with our To the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This committee is now called to order. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, Council, just uh, an update on where we stand with the number of items. Our uh, 2021 and 2022 uh, road repaving project will start March. As soon as the plants open up again, the asphalt plants, we have five streets scheduled to be repaved this year. Greg is working with Dave. Uh, Greg Blash is working with Dave Barley on, the, on this year's submission for next year's uh, road program, but we have uh, New Street, uh, Peninsula, Embry, Osborne, and Surf scheduled for spring this year. So those five streets will be redone. Some curbing, some sidewalk, depending upon, uh, I haven't even seen the, the plans yet, but there's gonna be some curbing and sidewalk done in conjunction with that project. Um, we're gonna talk about bulkheads, uh, a little later on but ultimately we've been working on the bulkhead uh, situation downtown and uh, uh, I know Councilman uh, Bieber is going to be uh, uh, briefing council on that because there are some legal ramifications to it. Um, check valves downtown only two are installed uh, the other three have to be installed it's a five five units that we're putting in downtown to try to prevent the backflow from coming up from the river into the streets. We had a bad flood the other day. This would have helped a little bit. That was kind of on, on, you know, off the chart. Um, and uh, they are in Oceanport doing work and Dave assures me that they'll be back here this week looking at it because he's concerned about the, the, the functioning of the current two, but not only that, but to get the other three installed before, uh, before spring. Um, we received the cost estimates for the downtown relining project of all of our sewer lines, our sanitary sewer lines downtown. Uh, to reline them, uh, our engineer Greg has put together a plan. I guess it's a two-part plan. Where there's... Okay, the budget. Yeah, and... Uh, a little more than we thought, uh, so we're going to talk about that at budget time. Uh, the various committees, the capital committee, the public works committee, as well as borough council on maybe we do it in, in over two years or three years, the relining project. Um, the Rumson Seabright Force Main, 
we have all our cost estimates are there, um, and we split that 50-50 with Rumson. Uh, it's the it's the force main that comes up under the river and goes uh, to Oslo. Is that where it comes in? Or Church. Church Street. I'm sorry. Thank you, Dave. It comes from Church Street. We did the we did the first quarter eighth of it a few years ago uh, with Rumson. This is our next piece of that um, to the rehabilitation of that. Um, we continue to work on. Uh, a garage for the public works um, equipment as well as some emergency management equipment and, and you know all the department's equipment because we know that it won't be long until we're losing the garages we're running down on Church Street as well as parking for uh, employees uh, down off new and, and front um, so that's something we need to talk about through our uh, through our budget process, through our, and what I'm going to ask is we have a, uh, I'll end on this, that we put together another Saturday morning five-year capital plan where we can all just get together and talk about what, what we see in the next five years. We did that a number of years ago. John, you were here, weren't you? Yeah, five years ago. <laughs> yeah, about five years ago. And, uh, you know, we just said two hours, you know, Saturday morning, we, you know, we brought in some coffee and the department heads were here. And we talked about their priorities and we kind of laid them out over the next five years. It's not really a funding mechanism, but at least it keeps our eye on the ball and, and, and we look to move forward. And uh, unless there's any questions, that's completes my... Uh... Joe, I have a question going back to checkout. So the three that are yet to be done, there's no issue other than availability of workforce to install them? Correct. We have, I think they're in hand. Yeah, we have. So they're, they're ready to go and we're ready to go. Any, any update on what's happening with the other ones that require um, state support? Right. Great. Yeah, we, uh, kind of the last thing you remember I mentioned at the state and we're back and forth with the state, yeah. we reduced the easement size. I went and spoke to both property owners. Um, Mr. Perrine on the south side was accepting of it. Mr. Smith on the north side is not. He would like it to go down the property line. And the DOT cannot, they feel they can't put it on the property for two reasons. One, the right away on right at the common property line is a utility pole. They do not want to have to move that. So they've moved the, the new manhole for the check valve just to the south, so that puts a can't in the, in the line. And then on the back side of Mr. Correct's property, he has a dock where he puts his, he brings his floating dock up onto a rail system. So they can't violate that. So that's why we can't do it. That's where it is existing now. Mr. Smith would like it on the property line, but I think we're going to have to sit down and talk with him and say this is the only place the DOT can put it. If we need it without it, you know, it kind of takes our whole system over planning out a little more. Okay. We're going to request another meeting with Mr. Smith, Greg, and I. And we'd like probably one of you there. Maybe the mayor could be there with him. I think he's, you know, he, he, he wants things which are great and, you know, maybe they're justified, but it just can't fit where we want to put it. We want to put it in the, where it is now, where it exists, uh, and, uh, and and DOT typically doesn't want to put it on the property line. They want it on somebody's property so they can get in, uh, uh, at least a uh, uh, maintenance easement from them. Yeah, they, well, they would put it down the property line if that's where it was existing, since there's no easement now. They would have to leave where it is because it causes less problems. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, just a note. I mean, Joe and I spoke briefly about this morning, but the parking issue has been pretty legitimate. We've been pretty, had the nice luxury of having rental space 
for the last few years, which will probably be drying up. So between Public Works and the other borough park, you know, everyone it was just such a nice extra spot we had over there. And then we might lose one over here at some point. So I, there, I don't have a silver bullet, but it is something I have to seriously consider, especially for our borough needs. And even the even the Public Works uh, potential garage kind of thing, it, it, that won't handle the parking. That might handle the, the equipment uh, that we have down there, but it, it certainly won't handle employee parking. And, and not that it's our responsibility, but if they, even if the employees downtown, the 70 or 80 or 90, however many we give out, and they go and pay to park, that's taken away from parking that patrons can go use our downtown businesses, so. Chief, what is the number? For the amount of business parking passes, we gave out well over 100 business parking passes all to park in that Church Street lot. Um, but we also use that overflow for all the employees. If anybody needed a place to park and if they needed just an emergency, they had a party, anybody on the side streets over by you, we let them park there, give them a pass. It just, it, for what it cost, it was worth the money to know we could put people there without an issue. And the, what the number was is um, it costed $1,500 a month for four months. And the total uh, that we made off it was well over $8,000. So it didn't make money for us at the time, but it was worth it because it was just a nice, helpful lot to have. And we enforced it back there too. We yeah. tickets and Absolutely. Um, it worked. Hundreds. Joe, based on the timing of the Riverfront project, it's likely we will not be able to get that this summer. I would think their first uh, their first item of business is going to be excavation and bulkhead, where just probably they're going to use that lot for pilings and all that other stuff. I think that's going to be the first thing that goes. Yeah, we almost did get last summer. Yeah. I don't know about Church Street, but those buildings have to be demolished. So uh, I think those that kind of stuff's first. Yeah, there's no kick the can forward opportunity probably this year. We can ask uh, uh, Brett. You have a good relationship over there. Maybe I don't know. If I think he has control of the project until they get approvals. They have a lot of boats in there too right now. Yeah. 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 Uh, thanks, Jeff. Okay. Awesome update. All right, on to uh, Brad Chad, our chiefs. Can you come up a little because people can't really hear? Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so um, I'll make it quick. For the year 2023, we had 5,000, approximately 5,680 calls for services, which is a lot. Uh, we had anything from assaults to background checks to firearm background checks to harassments to hazardous roads, you name it, mutual aids for fire, mutual aid for police, vehicle pursuits, motor vehicle stops, facility persons. Domestics, you name it, we had a little bit of everything. Um, we had tons of walk-ins. We were—I don't think we've ever seen this many people coming to the police department just for police information, parking passes, ever. It was close to—it was almost 500. That doesn't even include all the uh, people coming for parking passes. Got inundated. We basically had to put somebody on that front desk there almost seven days a week because we couldn't even handle the, the amount of walk-ins because we're so accessible to everybody now. Everybody sees us off of Ocean Avenue. Um, I do want to definitely sit about the parking for next year because that, losing that Church Street lot would be 
huge for us. We need that lot no matter what. We need that lot. If anybody knows how we work, that lot just it saves us. Um, also, just a couple weeks ago, we had two pretty good floods. Um, they were somewhat predicted, but I don't think anybody really realized the amount of water that came in, not just the sea, but to the Jersey Shore. I mean, we got hit hard. I think we lost the one day over 20 cars. We lost over 20 cars, and it wasn't a lack of putting signs out or barricading. There was more people of just, let's see if I can go around the barricades and get through. It was like they all followed each other right into the water. They all just, they all, that we had, we had to use this place to put people in. The fire department did a great job pulling people out of the cars, um, bringing them over here. Good job by them. The road department got some stuff cleaned up. Dave, good job with your crew. But it was a lot of water. I know that watching the weather, I did not expect that much water. I don't think anybody did. Um, I probably would have had DOT to shut the whole thing down for soon. But that's really what we have. I definitely have some stuff going that we need to talk about. Uh, for public safety and budget before our budget meeting next week and some public safety stuff that I want to work on. I don't want to talk to you guys right now. So, yeah, we've been pretty good for the last two years. We didn't, we didn't really have any uh, downtown flooding on our side streets. It was pretty quiet, yeah. unusually quiet, so it is pretty. It did, and there were some newer residents that had just moved in that they were never told that sea break can flood. That's I had no answer. I'm going to tell you, you're kind of on a Sandbar. So, if anybody has any questions, come see me. But I definitely have some public safety stuff I have to go over and some budget stuff, which isn't too complicated. And that's it. Hey, Chief. Chief, real quick one. I mean, you've talked in the past about difficulty in getting recruits and new officers. How are we doing overall? <coughs> we are doing okay. Um, what has happened now, every time we actually get someone through the academy and get them certified, another town sees that they're certified and they're offering them full-time jobs. <laughs> so it's and it's common. We do it. We have we have two in the academy now that just started this week. We have a couple applicants in and basically the recruiting process is hard. We have the vocational school, Long Branch, the Alps School, that we're going to get someone from. But it's not easy. Nobody wants to go enforcement jobs anymore. It's just before we had stacks of applications, and now we don't. We might have three. So it definitely has changed over the years. But um, we will have people out there. We just need a ton of class ones just for parking alone. We need an army of class ones. We have an army of class ones. We can take everybody else to class twos, bring them all up at night time. That's right. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Just related to that, we might consider trying to hire a retired police officer to, and that's just one option, to uh, help with the uh, paperwork. One of the things that you pointed out to me was the use of these body cameras. The amount of time. They all have to be reviewed. And, and it takes a regular police officer off the street and yeah. in the office going through these videos. So if we can find someone who can just do that and free up a line officer. That's good. That's a more efficient um, you know, use of, of resources. By the way. Um, you, know, you don't want to take somebody off, off the beat because they don't look at the screen. Right? So, I apologize for coming later to stop removing one of those. Oh, the pipe. I'm going to put pipes in. I heard it. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. <coughs> I'll get back to Probably you're in your sleep. <laughs> ten, ten. Hey, Chief Murphy. Um, just to go off what, what Chief was saying, um, I think that last flooding event was the first time across the Sandy that all three organizations actually worked together. Police and OEM included. Um, fire police work together all the time. We actually brought OEM out. We had all three trucks on the streets. So that's how many people were pulling out. Um, and it worked out very well. The other thing that worked out very well is bringing people into this building. Um, we sent the first grade squad over. Uh, they opened up the building, they had an ambulance here, and all the people that we evacuated out came here, worked out very well. So, and I think that was kind of the plan, is either to do this or the old community center where we're going to bring people to. And we always had that plan in our head, and I think we actually uh, applied it that day and it worked out very well. Um, Calls for us for the year 560 for 2022, which is our busiest year ever, including Sandy. Um, I don't really have much to say about the year other than it was busy. You know, we didn't have really any big problems. Um, going forward, we start our mandatory training this weekend to satisfy the GIF and the OSHA uh, that we do every year, following packages and all that stuff. So it'll be for the next two weeks, we have to do all 72 guys here to certify. Um, aside from that, budget's probably going to be out today. I'll send out to the respective email. And uh, that's all I have a question. Okay. When you rescue people from their cars, who, who actually moves the car? So, one of our biggest challenges was. Um, after that water went down, we had probably 25 cars all over Ocean Avenue. Yeah. Getting the tow service won't come in until all the water's down, not taking the trucks to the salt water. Then for them to adequately tow 25 cars, it logistical took, nightmare. it's a logistical nightmare because they were all over the place. So just getting the tow service is getting ready to go. That had to be, it took time. Yeah. Then we have a Seawright service center, Rick Hennessy and one other guy, and it took some time. He had to bring some people in. <coughs> It just get them off Ocean Avenue. Yeah, and I think a big problem with that too is if you saw how the cars were stacked, they were all scattered. Yeah. And they literally blocked access for emergency vehicles to North Beach, <laughs> aside from vehicles that could shoot up the uh, splash pad there. So, I mean, fortunately, we didn't have an event that required us to yeah. go up to North Beach, or else we would have been probably pushed apart. Mm -hmm. That would have been a problem. Yes, unfortunately, the first two that stalled out weren't like the canaries in a cave to the other okay. 10 that followed. It's amazing. That would be a pretty good indicator. To, to I need that The next one's pretty simple. I just drove up this morning. Purchasing manual has just been revised by our finance team with Mike and Christine Company, and it'll be on our next agenda, council, uh, work, uh, council uh, meeting agenda. Joe, do you have anything you want to add to that at this point? I do not. Maybe Chris does. Uh, we They've been working on the purchasing manual just to update it. To, it's probably 10 or 12 years old now, just to bring it up to you know current standards. We'll I, I mean, I like to ask him to send it to me. I didn't really have anything to do with the updating. Um, <clears throat> I know he sent two versions. One, if you have a QPA, one if you don't. That page that shows the differences is in here somewhere. I think I put both pages in. I'm going to ask Mike, maybe, maybe we can make it one like an if and or mm -hmm. instead of having to 
get rid of one and then reintroduce another if the time comes we have a DPA. So Mike and I haven't had that discussion yet, but maybe uh, maybe there's a way to modify it so that we don't have to redo it. Well, is there is there still um, some little discussion around um, you know us being able to uh, get a QPA? I know that that there was uh, courses are being taken and, and, and all that stuff. Is that I mean is that is that? I haven't revisited it in some time. I mean, I could. I could revisit it and see if there's any interest in you know some of the people that are taking the classes, whether they'd be interested in doing that or not. But I, I know having having a QPA simplifies some things for us um, from the threshold sure perspective does. and process perspective. So um, I don't know if there's any interest amongst you know um, the administration to have someone. Oh, it'd be nice. It would so. certainly be nice. I'll uh, maybe I'll take another. I'll have another discussion. <coughs> There's a list of three upcoming combination of ordinance resolutions. They'll be on the next agenda if you want to review those. Um, and then that's it for the public session. Uh, again, we do have a few items in the executive session, and once we come out, as often in case we're not going to make, take any formal action, so this information ends the public portion. And would anybody like to make a motion to enter the executive session? So moved. Second. All right. Council Members Beaver? Yes. Booker? Yes. Gorman? Yes. Keeler? Yes. And <coughs> Yes. And also want to note that uh, Jack Hill is here. here. Yeah. All right, great. Glad to come out, everybody. And once the vote is out, we move into the